Hi, welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, your host, Megan Tripp. Today with me is my college friend who's been on once before, Chelsea Barrios. Hi. Hey. I think I added an S to your name. Um, I didn't hear it. Okay, great. <laughs> then we'll pretend it never happened. <laughs> so how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? the uh audience didn't see but when you said that you like kind of looked off to the side like I don't know if I believe myself (laughs) I don't know (laughs) yeah no I hear you we're what week five of quarantine or something (laughs) yeah just um trying not to go crazy I guess (laughs) yeah but um, I guess we're doing well. We don't really have anything to really complain about, or at least nothing serious. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, just I don't know. Feeling flustered <laughs> about the craziness of today. <laughs> a peek behind the curtain this is like the third time we've tried to record today <laughs> but it seems to be working right now so that's good it's definitely a lot easier when I could just come to your house it yeah that's definitely the easiest way <laughs> to record oh boy but thank you for trying all the things <laughs> sure I didn't realize Recording a podcast took so much effort, so I guess I'm now enlightened, (laughs) and if I ever want to do it myself, I'll have more to learn. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a learning curve. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this time we watched No Good Deed Goes Unpunished, (laughs) which is a Lifetime movie. (laughs) In case you couldn't tell from the title. (laughs) Kind of gives away the whole plot. Yeah. That's the funny thing about um, sometimes the descriptions of the movies is like, it'll tell you like the twist ahead of time. Like the last time I recorded something called daddy's revenge or revenge for daddy or something (laughs) and it like the description told you like so there's a woman and she's mad about her dad having had a second family after her own family and then she like tries to kill the family and then that's like the twist at the end is like, oh my goodness, this woman that you worked with is actually your half-sister and she's trying to kill you. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, I already knew that because I was written up in the description. Very silly. But yeah, this movie starts with Jeremy and our main character, Karen? That's her name, right? Yeah. Um, at a pharmacy. And Karen's on the phone with her sister-in-law. Um, 
and I forgot what her sister-in-law's name was. <laughs> Sophie, I think. Oh, yes, Sophie. And um, Sophie uh, hears that Karen sees a man at the pharmacy with a gun and he's trying to get drugs from the pharmacist and he tries to shoot Jeremy because Jeremy's like I don't know is Jeremy even like trying to stop him or is he just like jumpy Okay, I can't hear you. <laughs> Chelsea? Have I lost internet? I did lose internet. That's so much fun. Oh, there you are. Okay. <laughs> you were frozen for a second. Yeah, my, my internet disconnected. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you think Jeremy was trying to stop him from... Yeah, I think he said something like, leave her alone. Mm -hmm. Something. Yeah. So then, uh, Karen, <laughs> like, jumps in between this man with a gun and Jeremy, uh, yeah. just, like, in the moment. And Jeremy's, like, really in awe of her, like, willing to risk her life in that moment. Yeah. Um, the police come like straight away and they get the guy and then they start taking everyone's statement and Karen gets away before Jeremy can properly like express his gratitude. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it for the first scene. I mean, it's a lot that happens, <laughs> but yeah. Do you think I missed anything important? Um, I mean, that was, like, just a bit, it definitely, like, starts showing how much of a creeper <laughs> this guy seems like, or, like, dropping hints. At least I felt like they were dropping big hints. Yeah, because he's there for, I guess, like, a mood stabilizer, and he's saying that he's having problems with impulse control. Yeah, he starts, like, not only is is he just looking up his prescription, but he starts talking to the pharmacist about it and like explaining to her that he's having issues with impulse control. I'm like, who does that? You don't tell them that. I mean, you could like, they could perhaps like explain how to take it like, oh, well, you should take it before you go to bed or you should I'm maybe sure. ask for a different dosage or she her reaction i thought was weird especially like he knows her name and she's like oh my god he knows my name and it's like dude it's on your jacket like also it's customer service like <laughs> you're supposed to be like nice enough to people <laughs> you don't have to be like their buddy but yeah that's true she'd be nice even if she's annoyed <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I don't know. His, like, movements and mannerisms are very awkward, but they don't seem, like, dangerous. But... That's true. I don't know. The way they, like, 
make it look like and the way that they score it every time he's on screen it's like oh look at this menace and he's like and then just looks like this goofy guy (laughs) well i think it's also like you said because they like gave away the whole plot in the description (laughs) i'm like i already know this guy is gonna turn into the villain right (laughs) and he I think he does mention that his doctor upped his dosage of the medication. And I'm like, oh, there he goes. (laughs) Um, They're trying to show us that he's not stable. Right. (laughs) So he wants to, like, express his gratitude to Karen. She's already gone. So then he asks the police officer who's taking his statement, like, could you um, give me her information just so I can, like, um, you know, reach out to her? And the police officer's like, I can't do that. <laughs> and, yeah. um, but he overhears Karen say, oh, I live over on this street and I'll walk there. So everything's cool. Um, so he just starts walking the street a lot to see if he bumps into her. <laughs> And he does, and she's obviously freaked out because she's like, I don't understand how it is that you bumped into me on the street where I live. Yeah. He, like, walks up to her house at the perfect time that she's... Sorry, say that again? I said he like walks up to her house at the exact time that she's arriving home from work yeah and it's like okay either you're very lucky or you've been just pacing back and forth for hours for this to happen yeah um and like rather than talking to her from a distance I don't know if this is me in like quarantine mind or what but he's like (laughs) really close to her and she like doesn't know him so she's like whoa (laughs) where did you come from you're just like right (laughs) up in my space yeah but yeah um then he's like saying you saved my life and I think she knows that her son in and her sister-in-law who lives with her um along with a border um they pop out of they're gonna pop out of the car behind her and she doesn't want her son to know about the scary thing that happened to her so she like wants to cut the conversation short so that her son doesn't hear anything about it but uh unfortunately the son does hear about it and she's like annoyed and he's like well could I at least take you out to dinner not as a date but just like thank you and then she's like okay lunch you can meet me at work and it's like if you're freaked out by someone maybe don't tell them where you work (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly but yeah he makes like a whole charcuterie for her and like submarine sandwiches and like bacon wrapped asparagus and like i don't know 15 different dishes and yeah it took a lot of time 
and at this point like that doesn't feel like overboard because like she did save his life like you could see why he would want to do something really big for her (laughs) yeah you were already creeped out (laughs) i was already creeped out (laughs) but maybe maybe again maybe that's from the description and like knowing what's gonna happen Exactly. My guard was up from the first second. <laughs> You're like, I don't trust this guy. <laughs> like every second, I'm like, no, he's a creeper. <laughs> get away. <laughs> um, I didn't give him any credit. <laughs> yeah. He, it turns out, is Where like, oh, what's that dude's name? Like that guy that got pushed out of Facebook in the social network. The one with dark hair. I don't remember his name. Oh, the what is it? Andrew Garfield's character, I guess. Yeah, I think it's Andrew Garfield. Anyways, he got pushed out of his company, and he like wears cool sneakers because they were a client of his old business. But he's like retired at thirty six, and um, he's kind of at a loss of what to do with his life because. His whole family was made up of, like, the people from that company and whatever. So he doesn't have anyone. (laughs) And then we meet Lance, and Lance, I think, is my favorite character. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just want to punch him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) He's, like, the greatest villain. He's so cartoonish. It's great. (laughs) He was. I was expecting him to, like, Strap on some boots and a cowboy hat and start like smoking a cigarette and like I don't know something weird. Yeah, he has like poofy hair in the middle and he has shades and he has like a Van Dyke, I guess. And um, he like has a red sports car. And he parks it in the handicapped spot, and I'm guessing he's not handicapped. <laughs> and oh, <laughs> he like walks up to um, the both of them having this really weirdly fancy picnic <laughs> at the picnic table outside their office, and he's like, "Hey, what's going on here?" <laughs> And just, like, from that moment, you're like, oh, this bad guy is bad. <laughs> but he he says... Yeah. Like, I forgot con- exactly what he said. Yeah. He says that, like, um, Karen had to look after his one client yesterday, even though that was the day after she was shot at. And then she, like, ducked for cover... So then he's like, don't worry, because that client has a wife, so he understands, like, what? Oh, no, you're gone. What happened? Where are you? Ah! Do I have to... There you are. You there? Hey! here oh gosh technical difficulty 
So um, he says, don't worry, the client has uh, a wife. So he understands like when people get emotional and she's like, people? <laughs> like wanting him to just come out and be like, oh yeah, women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. He's like being overtly deme- demeaning. Yeah. But then again, not completely. <laughs> And he's like, oh, did I say something wrong? And she's like, no, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> um, I kind of liked Karen. Like, I don't always like the protagonist in these movies, but for the most part, at least up until this point, she seemed pretty okay as a person. <laughs> yeah, up until that point, I'd say I liked her too. But there's some poor life choices that she makes down the road that really bother me. Yeah. So, um, oh, okay. So the next scene, I think, is Jeremy bumps into Max, Karen's son, at the karate place. Oh, yeah. So I guess he Bumps knew into. right in quotation marks. <laughs> how did he know? Oh wait, no. How did he know <laughs> where he went to karate? Or did he just go to every YMCA in the city? <laughs> um maybe he just showed up. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know if that's explained or not. But. Yeah, I don't think, that, but he's, like, you can tell, I don't know, it seems pretty obvious that he knows. Yeah. But they don't explain how he knows. Yeah. And we have a real stranger danger moment. Because <laughs> yeah, he's like, real. I have a gift for you. I just don't have it with me because I didn't know I was going to see you. So do you want to come back to my place, little boy? <laughs> Do you want to come to my apartment, even though I'm a single middle-aged man? <laughs> and, Giving uh, you a gift, and you've known me for like five seconds. <laughs> and no, I'm not asking anyone else, just you. You and me alone. <laughs> right? Uh, wow. So the boy wants the gift, and so he's like, yeah, it's fine. He knows my mom. I don't care. So he calls his um, aunt, um, Sophie, and it's like, oh, I'm going to walk home with a friend, which is kind of true, but is omitting the fact that he's going to stop off at this friend's home and that this friend is an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she thinks, well, he, he's not actually far away. And if he isn't alone, then it's fine. Um, but she really should have followed up with like, which friend and is this friend going to be with you in the house and have his parent come pick him up from there? Or is he going to go off to his own place? In which case you're going to be alone for part of the walk. She doesn't follow up. She doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. Or actually call his mother and right. be like, it's okay. Or be like, you need to call and ask your mom. Right. <laughs> But she's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> well, I think she should do the call. I think she's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. She's actually like, okay, then I can go see my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Which we have to assume is code for, then I can go see my weed dealer. 
Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I don't know if Sophie has friends. <laughs> There's no evidence to suggest she has friends <laughs> outside of her yeah. sister-in-law and her now dead brother. I mean, she seems like a fun person. <laughs> that's true. I liked her. But she was, like, kind of irresponsible. Although she's more responsible in some ways than Karen, but we haven't gotten into that yet. <laughs> True. <laughs> Although, yeah, she's definitely doesn't... Well, that's not... I was going to say she doesn't have a job, but that's not true. She does mention going into work later on. That's true. She doesn't make very much. We know that because she's, when she she's living there with um, Karen, Max, and the random border dude... And she's not paying rent, but she is helping out with yeah. Max. And then she tries to pay rent because Karen's afraid they're going to lose the house. And she thinks, oh, maybe I can afford the house if I get this promotion. But me and Lance are both up for it. So who knows what's going to happen? And then yeah. she's like, I don't want your money, Sophie. It's not very much anyways. <laughs> just like kind of mean to say, but it's like, the money's obviously going to be dearer to you than it is to me. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, they go over to Jeremy's apartment, and then he gets the fancy shoes. But in the fancy shoes, there's a tracker. It's a pretty big tracker. It's like the size of a quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they play some video games. And they drink some pop. <laughs> and then the boy is like, are you sick? Because he sees his psychiatric medication on the table. And he's oh, yeah. like, not anymore. And it's like, oh, honey, that's not how that works. <laughs> that was like huge creeper moment number two. Yeah. Or maybe number five, I don't know. But <laughs> this is like <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. Seriously. And then they go. I'm like, does that mean he stops taking his meds? (laughs) I think so. I think he's like, I'm feeling good. So I don't need to take my medication. (laughs) It's like, no, you do. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely do. Um and then they go back to Max and Karen's house and they're there alone for a little bit. Um before Sophie or Karen come home and then Karen comes home and they're hanging out in Max's slash Karen's bedroom they're sharing a bedroom because Max's room is being rented out to that border and Karen is like freaked out (laughs) which is reasonable that part was was she was on the right track there yeah for five seconds you're like yes and then she just lets it go yeah immediately (laughs) She's like, um, what's going on? Oh, you're sharing your art with him? Okay, um, can I talk to you? And then she, like, pushes back a little bit. And I thought he was going to, like, turn it around on her, and then she would feel bad and be like, oh, no, 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 you're right. I'm, I'm being ridiculous. But he doesn't. He's like, yeah. oh, no, I understand. I'm sorry if I overstepped. And then she's immediately like, oh, well, maybe I'm wrong. And it's like, no, 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 you're right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a stranger in your house. You've known this man for like one day. Yeah. And even then it was like you didn't even have a full conversation 
or okay mm-hmm. one day and then a lunch so maybe two days I don't know yeah but like for real you don't know this person and they're in your house alone with your son and that's that's suddenly okay because your son wanted to show his pictures <laughs> like what I mean even if it was someone that she like oh gosh I don't know had known for longer like the fact that it was like oh I just bumped into your son and decided to hang out with him alone without you knowing (laughs) is that cool like no no it's not why are you hanging out with him like you could have called me and been like oh you know can I drop by and bring over something I think Max would like you know, you didn't have to be like, hey, I'm going to come over with exactly. you right now and hang out with you alone. <laughs> There's like no yeah. explanation for why he's doing this. Yeah. She should have been more freaked out. Yeah, definitely. Way more freaked out. <laughs> also, just like putting down the law of like, I don't want you to like initiate conversation with my son when I'm not there. And she doesn't even, like, yeah. ask for, like, a really basic boundary. She's just like, so how did you get to him, like, talking about his art? Yeah, she just is like, what's your secret? Like, and drops it completely. Like, not, yeah. not even a, hey, I don't want you in my house without asking me. Like, he's in your house. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? So strange. And then he's like, well, you know, I'm not, like, a parent, and I'm also a guy, so he's just, like, comfortable with me, I guess. (laughs) And then she's like, oh, yeah, I guess it makes sense. And then her boarder comes in, and he's a tool. He's, like, 20, and he doesn't have any money. And he, like, (laughs) just brushes by them without saying anything. It's very rude. And then she... Instead of being like, okay, well, thanks for dropping by, Jeremy. Bye. She just like walks away from him <laughs> and starts talking <laughs> to her boarder. Yeah. And being like, when am I going to get paid? You've never paid me. And then he's like, lady, stop harassing me. And she's like, it's not harassing if I need you to pay for your rent. Oh my gosh. That guy <laughs> really irritated me. <laughs> he was like, the most irritating like I hated Lance but Lance was at least like fun this guy was just like a weasel he was worse yeah he's like I don't know I'll give you the money wherever like whenever like it doesn't matter why are you bothering me about it um duh because you're (laughs) renting space in her house idiot it's called like how being a tenant works you pay for your space like Every month, not it's just when you feel like it. Due date, yeah, and late fees, and then that kind of made me irritated at Karen too. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm not charging this kid late fees, mm-hmm. and like, I guess she wasn't evicting him because she's like desperate for the income to keep the house. Mm-hmm. I'm like assuming like that's the reason, because I'm just like, why don't you just evict this loser? Like, yeah. Maybe you could get another renter instead who's actually going to pay you. Yeah. I would be like, hello, if you don't pay me, I'm going to evict you. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, really hard to, well, at least in Florida, it's really hard to evict people. Is it? Oh. Well, because, like, if they're there for longer than a week, they have squatter's rights and they can just, like, stay there forever. (laughs) 
That's crazy. I don't really know the ins and outs of it. I feel like if you just changed the locks and then put all of his stuff in the front yard, like, yeah. I don't know how they could, like, stay in that case. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking maybe she just didn't want to deal with, like, evicting him because it was hard. But in that case, like, don't rent. Like, yeah. If you're not, like, willing to evict people, like, you shouldn't be renting because, like, that's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what are you going to do with Karen? Oh. <laughs> Um, so Jeremy obviously wants to make Karen's life perfect and he's like oh problem I'll solve it for her so then he starts like kind of hassling the guy too and the guy's like whatever and then walks up to his room (laughs) and that's pretty much it except we see Jeremy like looking at a key and then like I guess he's able to like break in later so I don't know if he stole the key or if he had one of those like I don't know things that you put keys into to keep the shape of it like a mold oh yeah and he copied it later maybe got a duplicate later because the way they make it seem is like he just memorized the shape of the key by looking (laughs) at which I don't have um oh and he admits that he changed her password on her computer and oh my gosh yes helped with something on her computer (laughs) your face (laughs) because i'm like okay besides the huge red flag that there's this grown-up man inviting himself into your home with your son alone without your permission that you hardly know like then he admits to helping himself to fixing your computer and changing the passwords like hello karen wake up this is a huge problem this is not a help this is a weirdo yeah and like how can you miss that yeah like oh yeah this is just okay i'm sure you did no harm no this is weird this is very bad behavior and then her original password was like dave loves karen's butt or something i thought it was karen misses david no that's the way jeremy changed it too oh okay the original password was dave loves karen's butt I don't know how I missed that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's when she's in the um, pharmacy and she's on the phone with Sophie and Sophie's like, oh, I want to, I got logged off. What's your password? She's like, it's embarrassing. And then she says it. And then like one of the cash out ladies like looking at her like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another creepy layer. Like this guy had to ask this kid hey what's the password to your mom's computer i want to help and then the boy had to be like (laughs) dave loves karen's butt (laughs) and then then he's like i'm gonna change it to something more appropriate like karen misses dave (laughs) it's like maybe don't talk about her dead husband at all (laughs) yeah oh my gosh weird that is really strange um then lance no shock is bros with 
um, his boss slash Karen's boss. And he gets the promotion that Karen wanted. And she's disappointed. Oh, I guess that happened technically before. But then Sophie comes home. And then Karen is understandably angry with Sophie. And she's like, hey, what happened? And she was like, oh, she, he was just like walking home. And then Karen's like, yeah, it was actually Jeremy. It wasn't just some kid. And then Sophie's freaked out. And then Karen's immediately unfreaked out. Like, oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And then Sophie's like, uh, I don't know. And then Karen is like, are you high right now? And she's like, nah, a little. <laughs> does admit it yeah i don't know is there anything else to that conversation really except we get that sophie doesn't like jeremy i think that's pretty much it but it seems to like sophie thinks it's weird but then lets it go pretty quickly but maybe that's just because she's a little high maybe she's like moved on as well yeah she's like oh you don't seem concerned and you're sober and it's your kid so it's probably fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so then is the next day karen gets a box i think so okay the next day karen gets a box on her desk oh one thing i didn't well, I don't know if it meant, well, maybe, sorry. <laughs> um, Jeremy has the picnic with Karen earlier in the movie, and he says he wants to use the washroom, and there's no washroom in the lobby, so he goes where the workers are, oh, and yeah. then before he leaves, he goes into the Lance's cubicle and downloads some malware, which I guess, like, downloads a bunch of photographs that... Um, Lance is saving onto his work computer (laughs) and that's a good idea yeah and like forwards it to Jeremy so Jeremy can print it out and like put it in a box and then put it on Karen's desk so he does that and uh he does it when the receptionist is on break so no one sees him and then Karen looks at the box and there's a bunch of photographs of Lance with a bunch of different ladies that aren't his wife so she can blackmail him if she chooses. So she's freaked out. <laughs> but as because at first, like in the moment that she gets the box, we don't see what's in it. And she doesn't explain what's in it. And we, like most people would probably assume it's from Jeremy, but that's not really found out either. So it's just kind of this looming box. Yeah, And it's not so, like, way later that she's like, oh, I have these pictures of these, like, inappropriate behavior from this guy. Yeah. It's weird, too, because when I first saw, like, a bunch of photographs, I assumed they would be of Karen or of her son or something. I didn't, it didn't occur to me, like, oh, it's going to be blackmail photos against Lance. That's true. We see that they're pictures, that they're photos, but we don't see who's in them. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too, that maybe they were like photos of her or her family. But was yeah. this Jeremy's way of helping out, I guess? <laughs> um so she she goes to the receptionist, she's like, I was on break, and then her boss is like, Oh, I want to talk to you. And then 
is that when he tells her that he's gonna promote Lance I guess yeah I think so okay and the whole time she's like holding on to this box for dear life (laughs) (laughs) and then uh like no one asks her hey what's up with the box (laughs) yeah um then she like she she's pretty cool about it like she pushes back a little bit and she's like well I am disappointed and I am I do have better numbers than him so I feel like I should have gotten a promotion and then he's like well you know seniority has to mean something he's been here longer and he has like the right sort of skills to be a manager and he doesn't say like what those skills are (laughs) he's just like (laughs) he's got the stuff and you don't so then she goes home and she has that whole weird experience with Jeremy her tenant Sophie and then we see Jeremy has a um like a a video feed of um their kitchen because that's where they keep their computer and obviously he wasn't just helping out he was putting some sort of spyware on it yeah so he's like commentating to himself as they talk to each other (laughs) (laughs) jeremy's helping (laughs) um i'm trying to think what happens next (laughs) um was that like the day when she goes into work and finds out about lance or did that happen later Finds out about Lance's death. No, that happens yeah. later. Okay. Um, um, Lance gets the job, and he's really funny. At one point, he like sits oh, yeah. down at his desk, starts doing something, gets excited, spins around in a circle, and then keeps on typing. <laughs> he's he's great. He also like throws a magic eight ball up and down a lot because he's like I don't know gotta have a weird 80s affectation i guess (laughs) i don't know (laughs) um he wants i just picture him like asking the eight ball like what does a manager do next (laughs) 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 um he like wants a meaningless report and karen's like uh that's gonna take a lot of time and it's not gonna tell you anything and then he's like i need you to like be on my team can you like do that and she's like yeah i'm on your team and then she gets a phone call from school um somebody wanted her son's kicks and then they got into a fight and so now she has to pick him up and she feels like she can't because she has to run this report so she needs to reach out to somebody else so she reaches out to sophie and then sophie's like i'm gonna go into work for the two hours of work i do a day i guess (laughs) (laughs) it has to be right then yeah she just happens to get called into work at that time yeah uh and then uh karen's like well who else do i know (laughs) literally no one <laughs> who have i met this week i have no friends no <laughs> friends and no family it's not like oh we've just moved to this new town because my husband died like 
They yeah. clearly state they're in the same house. Exactly. And she, like, she knows no one else, no friends. Like, her son has no friends that have parents that you trust. Like, right. Like, nobody. you think she'd at least have a couple of um, people who have kids at the same school or yeah. people who so do big. karate or something. Yeah. He's involved in things. Yeah. But no, she doesn't trust any of those people for whatever reason. She does trust that one guy who was that in she her house without permission. <laughs> oh my gosh, poor life choices. So this she calls made me him. so mad. I know. And she's like, hey, could you pick up my underage son? <laughs> right? And he's like, I don't oh, really know you, but yeah oh my gosh and uh he goes and they chat and um I guess they have a a fine conversation he's just like being supportive like sorry you got into a fight I don't know if there's really anything much to that scene Uh, he does make the promise that he's gonna get the shoes back yeah um, we know that he's able to get the shoes back because he has a tracker on the shoes, but no one really understands how's he going to do that. Um, and then they go back to Max's house, and then he's like, "Hey, Max, why don't you start playing a video game with your headphones on?" And then Max is like, "Okay," and uh, the border is there, and I love it because. The border is in Max's old room and there's like a big like um, map on the wall. Um, And I understand like they didn't have time to take it down or it was hard to get down because it's like wallpaper. On the door is like a a crayon sign that says Max's room. (laughs) It's like you couldn't take that down before you had someone come and move in. Yeah, I was a little confused about that. I thought that was like the room he shared with his mom. And then I'm like, no, wait, that's the border's room. <laughs> they left that up there? Okay. Like it's just notebook paper and crayon. Yeah. It's held up with like tape. <laughs> yeah. And like you as a border wouldn't be like, that's weird. I'm going to take this down. Like he's like, ah, it's cool. Right. <laughs> I like that, that sign weird. made with crayon that has a different person's name on it. Right. He's <laughs> like, eh, whatever. <laughs> but I guess if you have no repercussions for not paying rent, you yeah. can like, put the little sign on your door. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, I, I don't care if literally everything in this room is not mine and is Max's. Like, I'm not paying you. <laughs> so <Yeah>. it's whatever. <laughs> but um, he and Jeremy get into it where uh jeremy's like you should pay and then the border's like oh yeah i should pay like what do you do about it bro and he like points out like that's ominous (laughs) (laughs) and then um i don't know they act like they're 13 because the border is like poking at him in the shoulder like what are you gonna do about it what are you gonna do about it i'm just gonna poke you poking you what are you doing i'm poking you (laughs) 
And then like, Jeremy instead of just telling him to leave and closing a door, his door. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna poke you instead. <laughs> yeah. And Jeremy is like, oh, am I gonna have to fight this guy? I guess so. <laughs> so he takes like an empty beer bottle and he doesn't use like the long side of the beer bottle. He uses like the bottom of it. <laughs> and he like stabs him in the head with it. And um I don't know if, like, this guy had an aneurysm that was just, like, ready to bust open at any time. <laughs> but he dies. <laughs> yeah, it was like, he, he dies from, like, one hit with a beer <laughs> bottle? Like, that's it? <laughs> like, I guess it kind of shows him, like, hitting, I don't, didn't it show him that he, like, hits the desk first and then falls to the floor, maybe? Yeah, but even then, I'm it was like, like an IKEA desk. It wasn't like uh, yeah. big oak desk or something. I'm like, really? Like that's enough <laughs> to kill a person? And like that's it? He's just laying there, like like it doesn't even show him like struggling, like half dead or like yeah. anything. That's it. I'm like, okay. We don't even see him like bleeding. I don't think. It's not like he yeah, bleeds out. He's not even cut. It's not like he smashes the beer bottle and then like stabs him with the <laughs> broken glass. He just whacks <laughs> him on the head. <laughs> At this point, the movie turns into like this wacky farce that I wish it had leaned into more. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, oh, um, oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and like Jeremy isn't a big guy fortunately the border isn't either so he manages just to like pull him out of the room and then like the yeah. area rug like shifts and you're like oh he's gonna get wrapped up in that area rug and like no he just keeps like pulling at him down the stairs past the child who's playing video games into the basement and, like, yeah. there's no exit from the basement. So he's just stuck in a basement with a dead body. And he's like, oh, ah, uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great part where they have a shot of, like, I don't know if it's, like, a GoPro or something like that on the chest of the guy who's dead. And it's, like, shaking around. <laughs> and I don't know if that was meant to be comedic, but it was very funny. <laughs> Um, and yeah, then he like he either has to take the body back upstairs and then out the front door or he has to chop the body up to take it out or he has to take the whole he has to put the body in something and then take the whole something out so he has like three options but he doesn't have much time so he's like uh, I'll just stick it in the freezer <laughs> So fortunately, they have a huge freezer and they have a few items in it, but not a lot. So there's enough room to put this very slight man in there. <laughs> and then at the same time, the aunt comes home. Mm -hmm. And so she like calls Jeremy's name and then she calls the border's name, which is like Clive or something yeah and then uh <laughs> he like emerges from the shadows and he's like <laughs> and she's like ah! <laughs> <laughs> <He's Charles. laughs> 
And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, I just, I forget what he says. He was looking for something downstairs. Oh, he's like, I was going to make dinner to help out. Oh, and so right. I went to the, to go get something from the freezer. And then she's mad that he's like cooking and she's like, no, don't cook. We didn't ask <laughs> she's you like, to cook. You don't do that. <laughs> and um, I mean, I guess she didn't know that uh, Karen was going to ask Jeremy and then later found out that Karen asked Jeremy and is mad that Karen asked Jeremy to pick up um, Max and now wants him to leave as soon as possible because she doesn't like Jeremy because she doesn't trust Jeremy, which is reasonable because he shouldn't be trusted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like she might have been a little suspicious of him being like, he's like clearly like huffing and puffing like yeah. in the base. He's out of breath. Yeah. And she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. But he's clearly not okay. He's yeah. like, way out of breath. <laughs> and he's definitely freaked out. And he tries to pass it off like, oh, you just startled me. But, like, no. <laughs> There's yeah. something else going on. <laughs> so, I think then he leaves. And then the next day goes to Karen's workplace and tries to convince her to go to, like, a vacation property that he has. Oh, yeah. Because he's like, if you so leave... Come back and <laughs> right. I can go to your house and get rid of that freezer. <laughs> right. And, um... She's like, uh, I'm really focused on trying to do a good job at my job. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> um, and it's like... I really thought he was going to push that more to yeah. try to get that body out of the- I'm like, where's your sense of urgency? <laughs> you put a dead body in the freezer. <laughs> also, it's weird because... Like, she's, I mean, he could have just emailed her or called her. It is weird that he shows up at her workplace. But it's like, you yeah. let this guy hang out with your son alone twice, once at your behest. So at this point, why are you like, oh, you're so weird? It's like, obviously, you don't think he's that weird. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have trusted him with your child. <laughs> but she's like, oh, stop bothering me at work and it's like that is the least of your worries woman uh, right? <laughs> I would have loved to if like the murder of the um, that kid happened slightly earlier in the movie and it was just him like trying to get rid of them from the freezer like he just like puts a bunch of rats in their house and is like oh I guess you're gonna have to fumigate and then I'll go in there <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been hilarious and then, like, somehow they, like, catch the rats themselves. And they're like, no, we don't need a fumigate. And then he has to, like, put, like, bed bugs in their house. But then he's, like, all bitten up by the bed bugs himself. And he looks crazy. And they're like, what happened to you? And he's like, nothing. It's totally normal. <laughs> but, oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> but his only big play to get them out of the house so he can remove the body from the freezer is hey do you want to go on vacation no okay i respect your decision and that's pretty much yeah. it he's like think about it <laughs> yeah that's him pushing the matter hey think about it <laughs> yeah 
um when he hears that lance has gotten the job um he decides he needs to blackmail lance himself because he knows that um karen won't do it herself because he's been watching karen and sophie talk in the kitchen because he has spyware on her computer and then um how does that conversation go there's something really weird and funny (laughs) oh sorry i like skipped ahead so he after he kills that kid he goes home and we have all these interstitial scenes of him pacing his uh, apartment by himself on the phone with uh one of his therapists and <laughs> well, yeah he's like leaving voicemails yeah for his doctor and so he's like i'm in a bit of a pickle jar <laughs> yeah a bit of a jar <laughs> oh that was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> i was like somebody actually had some fun writing this so so much of the time it just feels so perfunctory everything in about these movies and this this time they were like hey what if we just had a little bit of fun with it i'm like yeah you should be having fun with it yeah Uh, a bit of a pickle jar Uh, plus the way he says it too i mean his whole bearing is very like 80s awkward dad like he seems so unassuming it's great (laughs) anyways after that he knows that karen's not gonna confront lance so he does he has them meet him in a parking lot and he's like you took something that doesn't belong to you and lance is like i haven't stolen anything and then he's like you took that job and lance is like come on dude like what are you talking about and then he's like you're gonna step down and recommend her otherwise i'm going public with these photographs and then I guess that conversation doesn't go well because the next day Karen talks to her boss and her boss is like, Lance is dead. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. I was like, oh shit, that escalated a lot. <laughs> right? Like, not like, oh, I found out he's been, you know, doing all these terrible things. He's using- getting fired or whatever. Yeah, using the computer yeah, like to the do all this stuff. <laughs> no, he's dead. <laughs> dead. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I just, he's so much bigger than Jeremy, too. So I don't even know how. He said that Lance had shot himself to death and left a note behind that said, I'm sorry. Is that what happened? Um, yeah, they said it was suicide. And he left a note that said, I'm sorry. I don't remember if they said that he shot himself or how he did it. Mm. But, I mean, maybe I just forgot. I, I don't know. But I just, I don't I know how Jeremy great. managed that. Yeah. Right. It, like, doesn't really explain it. Like, oh, this is how he made it look that way, or... I'm like, this guy, like, he can't be that disturbed by the blackmail that he would actually kill himself. Yeah, I mean, you'd think not, especially that sort of a person, you know what I mean? It wasn't like he's, like, such an upstanding citizen who, like, is very, um, like, upright and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like the sort of asshole who would be like, eh, I didn't care that much about my (laughs) wife anyways, like... Yeah. 
I don't care if she divorces me. <laughs> I just need to hide some money first. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But so strange. Yeah, that we don't really get much resolution there. But no. I, the implication is like Jeremy somehow um killed Lance and then was successful in making it look like a suicide. Yeah. Um the next thing Jeremy does is he wants to get rid of Sophie because he feels like Sophie's always talking bad about him. And so he Oh, oh yeah, she seems suspicious of him. Yeah. He gets the shoes back. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite parts too. Because he has the um tracker so he's able to track down the kid who stole the shoes because he's still wearing the shoes. And then he goes up to the kid in this alley and he pushes this 13-year-old against the wall and he says, I'll kill you and your entire family if you don't give me your <laughs> shoes. That was great. I just imagine saying to a 13-year-old, you're going to kill them. And I know, right? Over a so pair of shoes. It's so... <laughs> It's so much more than even he did when he was trying to shake down Lance. Like when he shook <laughs> down true. Lance, he was like so much nicer about it. Even when he shook down the other guy for the money, like the two adults, he's like pretty easy on, and he like accidentally murders one. <laughs> yeah, and even this though, kid, he's like, oh, "I'm gonna kill you on purpose." <laughs> he even explicitly says when he's talking to Lance, "Well, I'm not a monster." <laughs> don't quit, like quit your job just step down like that's it i'm totally reasonable yeah <laughs> i just want to extort you let me that's extort it. you <laughs> no big deal oh <laughs> uh, boy man i giggled way too hard at him <laughs> yelling at that kid as if that kid was like a legitimate threat <laughs> at all <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Jeremy really goes overboard with the sister. Like, he wants Karen to like him, but at this point, he's done the nice thing to, like, help her. He wants her to get a promotion, so he got rid of Lance. He wants her to get a better tenant, so he kills the, f the t first tenant she has. <laughs> Wasn't his original plan, but he rolled with it. And <laughs> everything's good. <laughs> but he's like, no, no she needs to love me. <laughs> so what was that even though he's still in the freezer yeah <laughs> not perfect but still <laughs> yeah details <laughs> so he's like i still need karen to love me so i need to get rid of the sister so how am i gonna do that all right let me take over the shoes for max and a coffee for her and a bunch of random drug items <laughs> <laughs> And he hands her the coffee, the kid, the shoes. Sophie tries to get rid of him and is like, we don't have time to socialize. The kid outs the exact time that they're supposed to leave. And so she's like, whatever. <laughs> she's like, fine, you can play one game together. Yeah. So she's in the other room, like right next to them to like interfere if something weird happens. They're about to play their game. But then... Uh, 
Jeffrey asks Max to go upstairs to grab something. So Max is out of the room when Jeffrey puts a bunch of drug items into What's-Her-Face's purse. Then he comes downstairs. And then he's like, oh, thanks. And then Sophie's like, thanks for what? And he's like, thanks for being a good kid. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's like, thanks for being a good buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And she is rightfully creeped out. Well, it's obvious that they're um in cahoots like there's some sort of secret there and you never want there to be a secret between an adult and a child like exactly (laughs) that secret needs to be like opened up to a few other adults too like certainly including their parents (laughs) yeah so anyways it's just a photograph not a photograph a drawing her son made and we see this drawing later. The son is what, 12? Maybe a little younger, uh, maybe 10. Maybe, yeah. It looks like somewhere in that range. The drawing looks like it was done by a six-year-old. It does look pretty bad. <laughs> She's like, he doesn't show his artwork to anyone. And I'm like, he probably shouldn't. It's really bad. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh Anyways, he's about to go to karate and we know something is going to be bad because the uh, Jeffrey, as he leaves, is like, hey, make sure to buckle up and to be in the back seat." And uh, Sophie's like, uh, I'll take care of it. Like, I know how to keep him safe or whatever. And doesn't think anything of it. She is intoxicated because what she drank in her coffee, which is never like explicitly said what was in it, but some sort of drug something yeah yeah and then he calls in an intoxicated driver and then the cops pull her over and she tries to explain like i don't feel well i want to go to the hospital and they're like you've been drinking or you have drugs and you're going to jail so then she goes to jail and, and then and they have absolutely no chance to yeah get help they're just like you're coming with me yeah <laughs> She says she doesn't feel well. You're not even going to investigate that at all? Yeah. I, they must drug test her when, when they process her, though, so they know that she has drugs in her system. Anyways, um, yeah. it's weird because later Karen talks to a lawyer about like all the stuff that Jeremy has done, including framing Sophie. But like, does anyone tell the cops that her drink was spiked that she had gotten a coffee that she didn't prepare herself and she started feeling weird immediately after drinking that drink (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think so it's weird yeah um sophie also like he apparently cares even though it's the range way he somehow cares about karen and this kid even if it's more for his own satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And yet he's willing to endanger this kid for mm-hmm. the sake of getting Sophie in trouble. Mm-hmm. And he thinks telling him buckle and sit in the backseat is going to make him okay. Like, wow. Yeah. You're, you're putting him in the car with the intoxicated driver and you think he's going to be all right just because he buckles up? Okay. 
Yeah, it's really, well, crazy, because he's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then we have a scene in the jail, and it's, I don't know what room that's supposed to be. It's like this huge, enormous room with a table and two chairs, and it's like, I don't know. I don't know if any jails are set up with, like, visiting room off to the side kind of thing like that I don't know I don't know Karen gets mad at Sophie for doing drugs and Sophie tries to explain I didn't do drugs and being framed and did she say that Jeremy had drugged her I think she brings I can't hear you. I can't hear you. There you are. Hi. Hey. (laughs) I had lost you. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that the meeting was secure and that no one else could join. Oh, okay. Cool. So we're good. (laughs) So what were you saying about um, Sophie? I was just saying that, um, yeah, she she had mentioned that Jeremy had given her the drink, implying that it was his fault. And... In a previous conversation, Jeremy had told Karen that he thought Sophie might have a substance problem. So he had kind of planted that idea in Karen's head earlier mm-hmm. on as well. So Karen's yeah. immediately like, oh, you're just trying to get out of trouble with me. And I know that you smoke weed so I'm just assuming that you are willing to do that and then drive and she's like I would never endanger Max like that and then they start arguing about um Dan or Dave or whatever um Sophie's brother's name was um because I guess he um didn't want radiation or whatever kind of therapies to be rid of cancer and his wife um Karen did want him to do that so Sophie was like you uh, were selfish and you should have let him do what he wanted with his own life and so the whole conversation goes ugly yeah that's pretty bad shoot I gotta get my laptop charger oh (laughs) I'm sorry that's okay (laughs) Be right back. Okay. 
Okay, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's fine. Um, I think the next thing is that Karen tells Max what's going on, that his aunt has been booked for substance use and stuff, and then he thanks her for being honest with him. Yeah. Is the next part where we see Jeremy bailing out somebody from jail? I think the next, I think if they do the um, shoe thing before that. Oh, okay. So Max has his shoes back and there's still a tracker in them, but the tracker is like slowly wiggling its way out of the shoe. So it's uncomfortable. And then Karen finds the tracker and she's like, oh, Jeremy's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what <laughs> so she yeah she unplugs her computer and um decides to try to trap jeremy or confront him yeah oh and they were going to have dinner with him before that Oh, I love that part because she's like, oh, we should have dinner. And he's like, oh, that's great. I'd love that. And she's like, let me just take some steaks out of the freezer. And he's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, it's no trouble. He's and he's dead. like, I'm oh, a yeah, vegetarian like, now. <laughs> like, we should go out somewhere so you don't have to cook. She's like, that's deal. You've been so helpful. He's like, uh... I'm trying not to eat meat right now. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's subverted. <laughs> I needed more like wacky scenes where like she almost goes to the freezer and he's like, oh, no, not the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I wanted more of that. Oh, boy. So, I was also kind of side note real quick I was kind mm -hmm. of half expecting there to be some backstory with that doctor where like turns out he actually killed the doctor like that's why he's not returning the phone calls oh yeah where he's like pacing back and forth calling the doctor like like you said I'm in a pickle I'm really in a pickle <laughs> and then it happens like two or three more times mm -hmm. where he's like calling the doctor and leaving voicemails and I'm like just thinking like this must be a really crappy doctor to call this guy back and set an appointment like don't you want the business yeah. and so I'm kind of expecting like oh there's some backstory where this guy like actually killed this doctor or he killed someone else and is somehow tied to the doctor and it's all explained, but no, they're never there. The doctor finally calls back and it's like, you're not a client here anymore. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, she's really weird because she's like, I mean, yes, he shouldn't be calling her anymore if he's not her patient, but you'd think that she would like 
call back and be like, look, you're not a patient of mine anymore. I referred you to this other doctor. I'm sorry it's not working out, but you can find a different therapist if you need to. But our yeah. therapist-patient relationship is over. And like that she would be very professional. But she's like so irritated. She's like, you got to stop calling me. Or I'm going to call the police. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, my new doctor just gives me a prescription and doesn't listen to me. And she's like, oh, well. <laughs> like, yeah, basically. At least say like, well, how about you try someone else? Or, okay, I'll send you another referral or something. Mm-hmm. She's just like, I also would have loved it if they like showed us him sitting in the room with his new therapist and he's like I accidentally killed someone and the therapist is like and how do you feel about that and he's obviously like not listening at all (laughs) not good man someone's dead (laughs) but we never see the second therapist or I mean, he must exist because he's getting scripts. So, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, he um, he gets a phone call from Karen. Karen's like, "Oh, Max is mad, so he like stormed off. So you and I can't meet for dinner. Um, but don't worry about Max. And of course, he is worried about Max, and he wants to be a hero, and he wants to go find Max, and he has a tracker in Max's shoes, so he goes and tracks Max's shoes to the park, but the shoes aren't on Max. They're with Karen, because she's going to confront him, and she just tells him (laughs) off. (laughs) Yep. I I don't know if she says very much. She just says, like, I know everything you did with the computer and the tracker in the shoes and I don't want you talking to my family again. Pretty much. Pretty much just like go away. Leave us alone. Yeah. And um, he's like respectful of her saying don't get any closer. Um, He does try to like dissuade her but she's like nope. And she walks off. And then she, like, I guess, contacts a lawyer for Sophie and is like, oh, let me tell you everything this guy Jeremy did. We don't know whether or not anyone passed on along to the police or not. And then she's like, I'll post your bail soon, but I don't have the money now. And then we see Jeremy and he's going to post bail for someone. So I thought it was going to be the sister. (laughs) Me too. But it's the guy who almost shot him at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yes. That was a pretty good twist. I like that twist. It was. So why does he want that guy? So he comes up with this entire plot <laughs> to make this guy, like, break in the home and basically, like, threaten to harm them, threaten to shoot them or whatever. He, the guy is like holding Max at gunpoint. And so he wants this guy to endanger the family so he can play the hero. Mm-hmm. And they have this whole deal of like, he's going to provide the guy with the drugs he wants and then get him like a second payment later yeah. after the fact. And I guess originally he was just supposed to like, I don't know, shove the kid around. Like and then and then comply. Yeah. 
and then he shows up which really doesn't make sense because it would be strange if someone broke into your house and then a random friend happened to be there and was like I'm gonna save you you'd be like are you guys together like why are you both in my house and like what is happening so um Karen would have been suspicious eventually anyways but um the guy from jail um has a gun and uh Jeremy's like you're not supposed to have a gun (laughs) basically indicating that yeah I totally knew you were going to be here and you had instructions and they didn't include having a gun (laughs) and then Karen realizes oh I know what's going on that wasn't part of the plan (laughs) (sighs) so and then um I don't know what the guy's issue is like maybe he's high when he's doing this because he's like you don't even have bullets in your gun I'm not afraid of you and it's like dude you're not going to get your second payment from this guy exactly if you and don't like, what's your plan like all he says is like you made me go to jail so what because you went to jail once like that's why you don't want to comply with the plan like the whole reason you were holding up the grocery store was for the drugs and he's going to give you more and now you're out of jail on bail so wouldn't you just like play along and get your drug payment i don't i don't know what this guy's problem is (laughs) so um max bites him um like at the end of hot fuzz and (laughs) runs away into his room and uh, Karen's behind him and she like slides the dresser in front of the door and they jump out the window and then they see Jeremy busting through and he's covered in blood and he looks like he's about to die. Uh, and he's like, we all need to be saved because that's one thing she said to him when she confronted him. Like, I don't need to be saved. Like, stop trying to save me. Yeah. Um, and then Aunt Sophie buys herself her own house and then um, the kid and the mom are driving over to Aunt Sophie's place for a little housewarming. And they see someone who needs help on the side of the road and they don't help him. <laughs> oh, gosh, that was great. Because <laughs> it's too soon, she says. But it, it seems like the moral of this movie is like, do not intervene in anyone's lives in case they're crazy. <laughs> But then, just to make sure you don't think she's a bad person, they pull over and she's like, well, we'll call him, we'll call him a tow truck. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the last line of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> yep. So, on a scale from one to five stars in terms of quality, what would you give this? Um, maybe a three. Yeah. I thought the acting was okay, but it's, like, not good. (laughs) So, (laughs) a three seems fair. It wasn't so bad that I was, like, pained. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what about in terms of, like, laughability and mockability? Like, out of five pickle jars, how much would you give it? 
Um, probably say four. I would too. The the uh, I'm at a bit of a, a a pickle jar, a bit of a jar. It's like <laughs> that's not even the expression. What are you saying? <laughs> I just like how silly his plans are and how ill thought out they are and like how Karen is like very suspicious of Jeremy to the point of being unreasonable and then immediately is like could you pick him up from school yeah and it's like it would have made more sense if they set it up somehow like if they did some kind of montage like all this time has passed Mm -hmm. and they've slowly became friends like they started talking maybe they shared some like um feelings about going through this traumatic experience Mm -hmm. and then they started bonding and like okay they've warmed up to each other and she's assuming he's an okay person because mm-hmm. months have passed or maybe they say like she moved to a new town to get a fresh start because her husband died and like she doesn't know anywhere and she's like seriously afraid of like being homeless because her job's on the line like mm-hmm. if she leaves she pick up her kid but like no nothing just like oh who do i know no one but my sister-in-law and Jeremy that I just met. <laughs> also, where did she get that border from? Because he has a bunch of illicit drugs in his sock drawer, too. Yeah. <laughs> She's and a bad judge. Um, yeah. And they, I also loved how they, like, punctuate the moment of her feeling like, desperate to like get help to pick up her son by like um Lance coming over and being like where's that report I told you to do like five minutes ago she's like do you need some more time like hold on and it's like (laughs) he's so desperate for this work and even though she can speak up to say it's stupid to him she doesn't feel that she can speak up to be like you'll get it tomorrow I need to leave go pick up my son from school because like she's not the first mom to ever have a job and need to leave when an emergency happens but yet she can speak up for one thing and then she's like oh I'll call this stranger to come get my son (laughs) yeah yeah it's weird too because like at school you have to be on the list like they don't just release kids to random people who show up (laughs) They have to be like, oh, okay, your parent is Karen such and such, and she put these three people, and Jeremy, what's Thanks, his face, guys. is not one of those three people, and he doesn't have the code word or anything, and I can't release you to him. But, like, it's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> you. Who cares? <laughs> so silly. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for... um doing all this crazy calling this way and that way (laughs) sure and uh i hope you had fun i had fun watching this movie this movie's way more fun than a lot of other movies yeah i was i was genuinely interested i'm like (laughs) what does this guy exactly (laughs) 
<laughs> now, like <laughs> with this family. Yeah. And he was just as creepy as predicted. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's the end of our show. You can follow it on Twitter at NABM Podcast. Um, and you can email the show at notanotherbadmoviepodcast at gmail.com. You can tell your friends who don't have a podcasting app that they use to go to notanotherbadmoviepodcast.libsyn.com to, to listen. Uh, everybody else can just go to their usual app. And we'll see you in a month. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Bye.